Hello and welcome to the Pet and Panda cast, episode two, a football, comedy and apparently current affairs podcast in a talk show style. Thank you so much for all the amazing feedback in episode one. There were thousands of you who tuned in and it was really great to hear all your feedback. I think my favorite one was something like, this is terrible, please keep making more. So whoever said that, I laughed a lot. Thank you very much. And for all the other genuine kind feedback, uh, appreciate it as well. Panda, as always, joining me today. How are you doing today? Very good. I'm so fresh today. Extremely fresh. You know that term, um, let fresh like lettuce. Is that? Is that okay? I'm not sure the if I've just made that. One thing you know about me is um, go on. So, so as I don't know anything about kind of popular culture. Mm. I don't know anything about films, the monarchy, mm, mm, but also mm. idioms and kind of British sayings. Right. I'm very bad with. I think I may have just made this phrase up. I will explain why I'm so fresh. You, for people that that didn't, fresh we should, have done, intro- we should have done introductions on episode one, actually, around how you've got an, an award-winning gambler and podcast producer <laughs> equally coming together for this podcast. And people say, how, "What's the edge? How do you how do you um, how do you have so much success in the gambling industry, which is very difficult to uh, operate in?" And people, I'm the cutting edge of food science, and my latest uh, drink is lettuce water and that is why i'm so fresh it knocks you out if you boil lettuce and it has to be romaine lettuce at night i want listeners to try this so tear off some leaves of lettuce put it into a cup pour boiling water over it um and then drink that lettuce water uh it makes you super sleepy relaxed and you just doze off if anyone does this for real please stop listening because you are a maniac I, I am, but I am willing to try things that may back. Got high levels of um, lac- lactucarium, I believe it's called. Uh, that's the that's the chemical, so it does promote sleepiness. So that's why I'm fresh today, and that's the that's the wisdom to pass on. Another quick note is a special thanks to Stephen P. Thomas, who is a fine gentleman, who sent me a link to a book which has been ordered. It's called the The Desert and the Sea: 977 Days Captive on the Somali Pirate Coast. <laughs> And he said, your Somali research needs to take you uh, to this book and story. Um, fantastically insightful on the pirate side of things. That is so brilliant. there you go. So that's brilliant. Yeah. And there was another guy that sent me some links to some uh, comedy pirate books, but I've lost the message because I was going to thank him. But So there you go. So that, they're the two things. Order the book, drinking gallons of lettuce water. So brilliant. when you combine that with the kimchi and the bone broth, you start to paint a picture as to why this guy is a bit of like an, an Adonis. So this good. is why his brain is so sharp and he can, it's, yeah, he it's can true. beat 99.9% of punters on Betfair because it's true. It's true. lettuce, water, kimchi, bone broth, etc. Now, et cetera. And can I just ask you one, one other very quick thing to discuss oh, with you? I've got two questions here. Go okay, and My research this week has found that most people get one of these wrong. Okay, oh, now, God, right. Listen carefully. Right? I want you to spell, if you can, spell the word shop. Okay, S-H-O-P. Okay, and what do you do at a green light? A green light? Yeah. I go. I can't drive, though. Okay. You've passed that. So you're one of the elite. I've tested this on many people. And for the ones listening out there, I bet a few of them said stop. Must A lot of them. Because your brain is S-H-O-P. You're thinking like that. And when you instinctively think of traffic lights, it short circuits and says stop. But you, my friend, have passed the flying colours. For once, not driving probably helped me there, didn't it? Well, you paused. Yeah, I was expecting if you'd have answered instant instantaneously, you may have got it wrong. 
Yeah, I, I think so as well. Yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned sleepiness earlier. Yep. Yeah. Right. And I just want to pick up on this because I have to say these. So the the subs, uh, prescription I've got now for my bad hay fever has helped. Fexofenadine. Fenadine. A lot of you have been uh, messaging me about that. Fexofenadine. Someone said, "Don't worry, it's not for me. It's for my mum." I was like, "Good, good on you, mate." Perfect. Mm, mm, mm. But I did get given something from the chemist that <sighs> I have to say. In really, they said it might be a bit drowsy, and I was like, "How drowsy?" And they said, "If you're on the sofa, you might feel a bit drowsy." But when I tell you, Panda, I've only ever had recreational drugs do what these things did to me, or more. Really? I swear to you, there were some of the most potent, like sleep, basically sleep pills I've had had in my life. I couldn't believe it. I was just sat there like completely spaced out i could not believe i wonder if they had any shred of lettuce in them (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's that's incredible but yeah i honestly i had to have like um what did i have i had like 50 milligrams of protein to um to try i had a uh, alka-seltzer right that has 50 milligrams of protein which is just a little bit less. hang on hang on an alka-seltzer has 50 milligrams of protein i think so uh not protein uh caffeine sorry caffeine What's yeah, yeah my I think it's a protein supplement. Yeah, yeah. So uh, caffeine to kind of balance it out, but even then, I honestly, I was like, you couldn't get going. So I you wouldn't have. Not, you that would whole not day was a write off just because so you I'm, wouldn't have been able to drive heavy machinery. No I'm, chance. No, no, no way. On the back of this, right? It says if you need, take one every four to six hours. I tell you what, if I took one of those once for every four or six hours, I'd be a zombie. I'd be a dead man walking. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. So oh. I was going to do my pet peeves on um, don't dodgy chemists, but I, I've got something else. I've got something else for my listeners today. But go on. Sorry, I interrupted you. You had two questions. No, no, that was the two questions were spelling shop and, oh, uh, okay. and green light. It was just a very, it's I was like, trying to sneak it in there. It's like um, spell silk. S I L K. Spell it again. S I L K. What do cows drink? Uh, (laughs) it was only because i was on guard otherwise but i I promise you the first thing that came into my head was milk that is the toughest one so whenever you want to that's what you've just given me there is exactly the same as what i gave you on shop and yeah there must be a name for these type of trivia questions maybe if sigmund listens he can give us the i'm sure very good date material yeah, do you yeah, do, yeah. do you do you offer those in dates? The trivia? Question? Not really. That's not really ah, my style. No, really. not really your style. No, you could offer two more pieces of trivia very quickly for people out there if you're interested. In what I've been also reading this week because I get loads of questions. What do you read? What's been in the journals? Two really super quick things: invention of the treadmill. Um, <laughs> so that's Sir William uh, Cubitt. He designed a punishment for prisoners in 1818. No way. Yeah, he that's designed. Incredible. Yeah, in 1818, he designed a punishment for prisoners and he called it the everlasting staircase. And prisoners would have to walk on this treadmill type contraption and it would grind down uh, certain types of grain, I believe. So it's a form of labour. And then it wasn't until this century we turned it into a home exercise machine. So it started off as a punishment. So that's quite interesting. Again, very good for dates. And the other started off as a punishment and turned into kind of like a rec- recreational. I'll put the question out there. Uh, do you know what? On the on these podcasts, what I want to do, the first five or 10 minutes, if or I don't know when it's going to happen, but we need a jingle and we need to kind of go yes. back in time, maybe like a back to the future theme tune or a little insert. Because what I wanted to do was the, my favorite part of doing this is reading back the comments from last week. <laughs> um, I'm just seeing if there's anything there. Few, loads of people 
solved the um the waiter quiz yes yeah, yeah yeah so that does make sense now to me special shout out to brothers and yorkshire peel a few of them seem to get that nailed so that's put my mind at rest uh what else is in the comments here tony graham um, tony graham yep yeah. gray tony one two three i've been thinking about potential features for the future podcast pet hates pet rants about things he hates from the past seven days the pandalorian panda talks about his favorite characters from star wars universe and what animals they should be yeah let's eat listeners suggest and send in delicacies from around the world which you eat and review during the podcast mm, mm. Oh, that's pretty crazy isn't it it could do anything like that i think as long as the first few minutes we'll go back and wrap up last week because there's always some errors we make like i, I apparently i claimed andre silver was italian <laughs> Which I don't remember saying. I don't remember you doing it either. Someone has said here, uh, if you check out 35 minutes and six seconds, apparently I do. One of Italy's forward options. But from what I recall, this is Elliot who said this. I was talking about Immobile and how they had a good strike option. And yeah. Portugal shows the depth. Like, it's okay for them to bench Andre Silva. I don't know. Maybe I did have a, a brain melt down there. That was a bit of a mistake. And um, apparently Tim Cook isn't the co-founder of Apple. <laughs> and he says it's a complete shambles. This was McGurk. So that, that was on both of us. Um, and an FPL audit says here, great episode, despite some uh, heinous Bonucci slander. He's one of the best ball-playing centre-backs since the turn of the century. And when I was watching the Italian game, they actually specially mentioned his passing range to kick off. Have you gone away and done any, uh, you know, reflection upon that Bonucci discussion? Um, Are you willing now to accept a, a that little he's bit. a very good ball I, player? I think or he's, not, a, not he's quite? a very, very good ball player. He is. Okay. But I think David Luiz on the ball is just another. I think I sent you one specific assist, which I said, "I can you name another centre back that can do this?" Yeah, and if uh, Arsenal fans will remember, and it's all, it's not all about you know one particular assist, right? But no, I it's just not. Wanted, it's it's it was the variety of passing as well as yeah. the the kind of the general passing ability, yeah. um, and it's a, it's a leftward left footed pass that David Luiz plays inside the fullback to a Bamiang and it's it's a perfect pass and I just look at stuff like that and I'm like there's very few centre-backs that can do that um, mm, mm. especially like over the last 10-15 years um, but I tell you who else impresses me and has done for the last 12 to 18 months more so the last 12 uh, Bestoni yeah, did you He's see very good on the ball as well. Extremely good. Extremely good. He put in a brilliant cross the other night when I yes. watched and I was like wow could, could, could many do that he's a very very good ball playing centre-back I dare I'm slightly better. One uh, one other piece of reflection for me that we've done, we've just covered Benucci there, is I, I want to correct myself. And again, along with the lettuce water, another thing I like to do is reflect and own mistakes. And there's many of them. <laughs> and I criticised Roberto Martinez or Martinez, right? And I was actually, I, do you know what? Before you go into this, go on. Go I on. was actually going to message you because yeah. in the build-up, they did that kind of segment of the, of the Belgium game. Um, yeah, yeah. They did that bit of. I don't know if you watched it, but the build-up was I didn't players talking about Martinez. No, I didn't see that. And, but um, this might link to what I've. Okay, carry it on. was it was quite nice because they were like, well, before we had the talent, the technique, but not really the tactics. Um, who was the previous Belgian manager? Mark Vilmots. Mark Vilmots. Yeah, yeah, they were saying like he he brought like the structure in, but not really the correct the, the, te- the technique. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and Lukaku, I think, was saying before the Brazil was it the quarterfinal uh, World Cup, and he walked into the dressing room and said, uh, said to him, "You're playing on the right. Kevin's playing down the middle." Eden's on the left and apparently all three of them looked at each other and went what the fuck is this guy doing and it obviously worked amazingly right um but 
I think Lukaku said at that point, I knew this guy knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to send you that clip. I completely, it's completely slipped my mind. That, I'm really pleased you educated that, that. That I'd love to have seen that because someone I had a discussion with pulled me up on it. And when I got into it, I realised what a horrible, lazy take it was. I think Roberto Martinez, and I'm happy to hold my hands up here, is actually extremely underrated and almost borders on the kind of Brendan Rogers, you know, a bit of a media parody and people will laugh yeah. at him. And it's quite an easy target. But this guy, I mean, Vilmots was there and they got knocked out by um, by Wales in the Euros. Yeah. And then Martinez Martinez takes over. Uh, they get to the semi-finals. So they beat Brazil in the quarters, come back from 2-0 down in the, in the round before, and they lose to France in the semis, which yeah. is no disgrace. And, not, and they would have probably win, won it if they won that game, yeah. right? And in the documentary, what I love, I saw a documentary on him last week. So interesting. And he talks about comp- company. He gives co- uh, Vincent Company huge credit for the tactics in, um, put into place for the Brazil quarterfinal game in the last World Cup. And I just think like, wow, it's so easy for managers to kind of just cheat and, and claim glory. But he makes others around him so much greater. Like, he was more than willing to give company all the credit for setting that team up because mm. apparently the Brazilian coach had visited Man City's training ground. So yeah. company had an idea how to yeah, set them yeah, up. Yeah, he said, he said um, there was this corridor. Which, I forgot what, how he explained it. Yeah, um, I do. The specifics of it. So then from that point, I thought, oh, I think I've made a really sloppy take. <laughs> I then reached out. And now I then looked at this tournament and I'm thinking, well, without Witzel, without Hazard, and without De Bruyne, who was injured for the first game and a half, they went away and won their first couple of games, which, you know, there could have been a banana skin there. They're the number one ranked team in the world. He is mass- He's doing massive work for the Jupiler League and the Belgium sort of infrastructure yeah. at the moment. And, you know, I then look back and I reached out to an Everton fan, an Everton fanatic who I've got a huge amount of respect for. And he was like, that first year, let me tell you, we were oh. brilliant under him. And, and Mar- Martinez brought in um, Lukaku... I think he developed Barkley more. Yeah. He brought in Stones and Gerard De Lafayou. Yeah. And you look at all the money managers have got since Martinez left. They haven't been taken on any further. Yeah. He took them to a level that Ancelotti, Koeman have never met, even with money. So and Martinez never got any money. The Lukaku thing against Arsenal. He he put Lukaku out on the right against Monreal. Yeah, and yeah. All us a new one. So he maybe does the Brendan Rogers pep thing of maybe doing too much tinkering sometimes, but it does like when it comes the, off, the, the, the I think you get criticized more when it doesn't come off than when you get praised when it does come off. Yeah. It's, it, and it's easy for armchair nerds to sit at home and criticize these yeah. big decisions when they don't come off where actually you forget the, the six or seven times it helped Yeah, um, because they are, you put your neck out there and that's like us when we give opinions to be fair, like we're going to get opinions wrong, but that's, that's part of the fun actually. And it's boring. Just, I don't like people that go, you know, the boy will be, a, the, the baby will be a boy or a girl cover both sides. It's yeah. good to have strong opinions and then reflect and kind of be wrong at times and um anyway so and then martinez <coughs> sorry so i was talking about everton and the guy said the only reason everton fans got upset with him was because he was a little bit too happy so they kept struggling and when he'd come into the press conferences he was like oh that was a really good performance i'm proud of the players and everton fans started to get a bit disillusioned with that they're like well is he seeing the same thing he's a very positive guy but i don't think it's fake i just think that's the way he is you yeah. know it's not disingenuous and then one final point on him because i've done a lot of martinez study this week because i feel so ashamed of it wigan wigan to win the fa cup i don't oh. even think that was a fluke run that was an exceptional run oh. of beating teams when I say fluke, it's not as if, sorry, it was a fluke, but it wasn't as if they had a cakewalk and just beat nobodies. You know, they beat some tough teams on that run. And a club the size of Wigan, you may argue, 
were destined anyway to be relegated. You know, they're kind of at their level for that size club. I don't think it's a horrific output, you know, getting them relegated. So overall, I've been, I had my mind changed so much. I've pushed Belgium way up my power rankings and I'm actually really optimistic on them uh, at Euro 2020. Really? Yeah, and I've I've been educated on Martinez. I'm really optimistic on them. I think they'll cruise past Portugal. Well, let's we'll do wow. for those who want to stay tuned in. We're going to do our Euro previews um, and be competitive in terms of keeping a score on that later. Okay. So Martinez. So there you go. For any thought? Do you, do you, yeah, there you go. Martinez stuff for you. Mm, yeah, I mean um, Martinez is. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That kind of Brendan Rodgers level manager in the the Wigan. I mean FA Cup run is extraordinary um i mean i want to talk about a little bit what we're planning about with this show because someone got in contact and they were like i just want this to keep going and i'd love to donate and i was like that's a bit weird but um we were thinking about maybe doing a patreon at some point doing some extra content and maybe giving away like you know 10 15 20 percent of it to to you know a gambling wear charity or something like that we've been speaking to a, a couple of sponsors um but please do if you if you want to support the show for now please do you know share it on social media share it with your friends who aren't former football index we, yeah users. what we need to do right is get, out the, suppose, get out of the bubble get out of the Go bubble viral. and i spoke to an advertising expert who we need to get our fans to start hashtagging the Pet and Panda cast mm. and adding the TalkSport producers because we need a show on that channel. And if we get enough people adding the TalkSport producers, not the TalkSport official account because, you know, I think I think admins run that. But if you get enough, the producers are like, what's this that keep coming our way? And then they'll listen to it. And once they listen, we're in and we're doing the sports Possibly. part. Possibly. Um, so the 6am to the, the 5am yeah, to 9 We're doing the graveyard shift probably one till four. <laughs> Where no one actually tunes in. Oh, yeah. No, please, please do send it to your friends. Let us know what you let know what they they think. Because tell us how you want it structured. I, I, I want to think... know. I want to mm. know what someone thinks of this without having the pleasure, the absolute honour of listening to the fifty-two episodes prior. Mm. Um, it would be a bit of a shock to the system, wouldn't it? Um, but I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I actually asked one of my friends to. I, I, let me see what he actually said live. I'll, I'll do it live now. He went. What did he say to me? He said, enjoying it. The math problem made me laugh, though. This is a man who did, uh, I think, electronic engineering with maths at university. So, uh, um, yeah. And he said he enjoyed it when you had to debunk any football claims you've made. Uh, so maybe that becomes something. In the f- I just need to do more takes. Otherwise, you're not going to have. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, here's another take that for that guy for that response. We're, this, we're living in the past here. One final comment. I've got to wind Doug up, and I want to oh. see if there's any if there's any give in your take because people didn't really pick up on it, right? Oh, that's a really good name for the segment. What's it called? Is there any give in your take? That's it. Oh my, that's word. it. Right, jot that down quickly. I've written if, that. I'm, down. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write it actually. Is there any give? in your take right the other thing is uh, done a bit of research on Antonio Conte which you may not oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Go on. right Chelsea were 10th before uh, he took over and they were but behind they won the league and he got given lots of credit for being a tactical mastermind for going three at the back and implementing that okay that's the Chelsea job I understand that individually you can pick holes in all of these but yeah. when you look at the body of work I'm wondering if there's any give in your take so Chelsea I, I, were 10th the thing is right there isn't the take is he's not the third best manager in the world. No, 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 no. You no, I'm not letting you move the goalposts on me, right? The take is I think he's overrated. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, define and, and, that then. So where do you think he's if rated? people say so so the reason I said that, right? Right. 
was because a few of my friends in a group chat when when he was being linked to the Spurs job, right. a few Arsenal friends of mine were uh, friends of mine were like, "I'm so jealous. He's he's the third best coach in the world behind Pep and Klopp." And I was like, "Well, I don't really think there's that much between him and Simeone and like the the, the guys in that kind of bracket, you know." Um, you don't think that they don't think there's much between Conte and those guys in that bracket. Well, I, I think I think there's like I don't think there's a distinct third best manager in the world. I think there's a group of managers that are below. And, those and I don't think I would necessarily disagree with you. I, I just I guess I'm trying to define the statement Conte's overrated. Like I yeah, think most because, football because fans for me have, because yeah, for on. me if you said he's like the thirteenth best coach in the world, he's underrated, right? But if someone says to me he's the third best coach in the in the world, I say I think you're overrating him a bit. So I think maybe the, the, the actual you know, words that I used made it seem like it was an outlandish take when an actual fact, like, you know, if I think he's like the sixth or seventh best in the coach in the world and someone says he's, he's the third best, then yeah, there's not actually that, that, that much that's difference. True. That's a different argument to me. Yeah, If someone said to me, Conte's hands down the third best coach in the world, that's a different argument. That's what I was getting Right, because I just heard Antonio Conte. I think he's a bit overrated, but overrated to your friends because most I, people I, I'd I love. To, I want to like, see. I want to see five top do, ten coaches in the world. I want to see him do something good in in the Champions League, though. Okay, fine. He, let let, let me do, okay. Let me just run through this for the listeners on, because sorry. they were interested. Chelsea tenth. He took over. They won the title. Inter were twenty one points behind Juve when he arrived. He bridged it to one point and then flipped it to plus thirteen. Yes, they spent money on Lukaku and Hakimi, but then Juventus spent money on Delict and Ronaldo. Club spent yeah. money. Juve was seventh before he took over from Del Neri, and that was their first title Conte won them since their demotion yeah. to Serie B. Probably the most significant title in history. Like to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. all three titles are fairly incredible and noteworthy in their own way. So, so can I pick holes in two of those? Because I think yeah, I think on. the promotion from Serie B is very good. I think it's a. I think it's, I think to I be think, fair, he didn't get them promoted. I don't believe he he didn't he didn't he didn't. But as no, in, uh, it was in. The win off the back of the promotion, sorry. Yes, I'll take it over from Del Neri. I think, I think, great achievement. What I will say is he leaves, Allegri comes in, they become a European dynasty with not too dissimilar a squad. So a very small hole in that one, but I think that's a fantastic achievement. That Chelsea squad had won, that they came 10th under Mourinho or when Mourinho got sacked in the middle of that third season. They'd won the league prior to that, the season before that. And it was basically the same squad. So he inherited essentially a title winning team. So I'm not saying he should have won the league because I, I still think it was amazing that they did. But I think saying winning the league with Chelsea is a fantastic achievement. Whilst it's a very good one, it's not like otherworldly, right? Um, and he did lose the FA Cup final that, that year to, to Wenger as well, which I think is, is, a, is, a slight, is a slight knock on him. The Inter Milan one. So I think there's a, a little nice fact here. Um, and I, I, I will admit freely now, I don't know exactly when Beppe Morata, the sporting director of Inter Milan now, left Juventus. But I've, I've talked to quite a few Serie A experts and they are convinced that although a lot of onlookers at one point thought Paratici, who's now joining Spurs, it was the kind of mastermind behind all the, the rebuilding of Juventus, you know, the Pogba for free, the Pirlo for free, all the really good free signings that they had before they started doing really bad ones. That was all Beppe Morata. He moved to Inter Milan. Inter Milan start, suddenly started spending really well as well, you know, um, building the, the kind of team that have eventually now won the league. They've hmm. got some financial troubles. They're going to have to sell some players, but we, we don't need to talk about that. That's the reason Conte left. But I do think there are slight 
nuances to that where I don't think it's as simple as Conte goes to Inter and they win the league. That was part of like quite a big process, wasn't it? So, oh yeah, I, 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 he's a fantastic coach. He's a fantastic coach. I think what I was saying to one of my friends was, I find it hard to think of big clubs going near him because of how volatile he is. Um, I wonder where he's going to end up next. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, if, if, yeah it, I think, so where we find common ground is, if you said to me, Panda, right, I think Antonio Conte is the sixth or seventh best coach in the world. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't really massively die in a ditch over that statement. Like, yeah. I think that's a fair opinion. So now we've actually understood the original term and it, yeah, fine. Okay. There's some um, middle ground. Well, before we get into the segments and the Euro preview, I do need to remind you that this show is actually supported by Manscaped. So support for the Pet and Panda cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. So Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They are a trusted provider to over 2 million men worldwide. So join the movement for all of your below the waist grooming needs and get 20% off and free delivery with the code panda at manscaped.com. So that's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Apparently it's waterproof. I haven't tested it yet in the shower because me and Panda mm-hmm. actually got sent free ones. But it's waterproof. Yeah, I've got one here in front of me, the, the lawnmower 3.0, right? I've got a wedding on Saturday and I will be using it for this wedding and coming back with reviews next week, it's got a lovely weight and feel to it in my hand. It's quite sensual. So it's very ergonomically designed. There is. So I will be I will be using this. I've got my uh, my t-shirt here, my boxers, and I've also got um, my crop reviver. It's refreshing ball toner. So we have to see. You I haven't know, actually used that yet. No. No, designed to help unleash your individuality, to feel great in your own skin. Anyway, I will get back to people after the wedding and I'll either be fl- flourishing this relationship with Manscaped or I won't be. But I'll give you I, some I honest... Say, when I got in touch and they were like, sure, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do this for, mm. for however long and see how it goes mm. and see if mm. uh, people buy them after listening to the podcast. And I went on the site and I was like, oh, this is slightly pricey. Mm. Mm. I, mm. And then I, the box it comes in, it's just, oh. it just feels like you're in a like a 1980s barbershop. It's wonderful. It's Lovely just lettering. Fa- like, I'm usually against the big waste thing, you know, using using up loads of waste. But I just, I, it just, it was so nicely packaged. It really, it really won me over. So uh, yeah, do have a look. Let's see. Let's see after. The, guess whose wedding it is? I'm going to on Saturday. Is it the Wolves? No, no, oh. it's un- Uncle Richard's son. Oh, can you believe that? No, I so, can't really. No, I, I mean, you don't How believe Uncle, you don't believe he exists anyway. I don't believe so, he exists. I, I mean, know, it I could be believe. a mythical wedding, but I am off to yeah, off to a wedding Saturday. So, very much looking forward to that. The first wedding post COVID. So, I send on my uh, best wishes in advance of that. But I'll uh, yeah, I'll be attending the wedding Saturday. Have to get a dog sitter uh, for someone to watch the dog, especially with the dog napping that's going on around in the area. It's quite so, a big thing now, dog napping. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is such a turn. Um, I did want to do quick a quick news round because I saw two very. Did you see the thing about Amazon and how much waste they use? 
No. You must have seen that. It's no. all over BBC. No, it hasn't hasn't I don't actually no, BBC I'm not I'm not too that's not my source. So so, so okay, it was everywhere, filming. right? It was right, just it wasn't okay. just BBC, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's just literally everywhere. It's like the biggest story at the moment right now in kind of like whatever that area of news is. And obviously, you know, as you know me, current affairs is not my kind of forte, but I'm trying to learn through this podcast. So Yeah, yeah. So apparently there's one factory in the UK. And I'm gonna let you guess, right? Because you know nothing about this. How many items, right, do you think this one Amazon factory or warehouse destroys a week? What was their target of oh, destroying items a week? Bloody hell. <sighs> this has really caught me off guard. Um, package, Amazon packages. Am- no, any Amazon week. item, right? So imagine right. you've got an Amazon warehouse in the middle of the UK. Do you mean like an item like a toothbrush hole? It could be anything. It could a be product. It could be a microphone or it could be a box. Right, okay, okay, okay. They're destroying products. So, so when they don't sell certain products or they're returned, they just destroy them. Wow. Okay. Uh, 12,500? Per, per week. 12,500? You you're a magnitude, not magnitude, you're, you're 10x off. 120,000. So there's basically this whistleblower that came out and uh, came out and I never watched the news, but I was, I'm at my parents' house this weekend or uh, these last few days because my internet's broken up my flat and um, watching it. And you had this guy with a black hoodie on who, who wanted to be anonymous. You could only hear his voice. And, um, and he was like, we were, we were tar- we, we had to be targeting 146,000 items a week or something like that. And I just couldn't believe it. I bet mate, Boris Johnson's come out and been like, we need to investigate this. It's, it's like a massive story, really, really big. So uh, I've, just, I've just googled it, and Boris Johnson also needs to investigate while we're selling our recycling to Turkey. I think I spoke about this on another podcast. Or I might have tweeted about it. There's a Greenpeace study out there for people that are interested. When you put your stuff in the blue bins, I'm not saying don't recycle, but I was shocked to learn that maybe 20 percent of a blue bin gets recycled in the UK. The rest what? is censored. No yeah. way. Yeah, the that rest is, is unbelievable. <laughs> They what? send the they send the rest off to fucking Turkey and have it burnt. I can't people out there have got that. breathing diseases. I stuff. genuinely yeah. cannot believe that. So you pop all the stuff in the blue bin and expect it to be recycled beautifully. No. That 10 to 20% makes um, it. Our good friend Rob Cheesus to listen to. Oh, I've already spoke to him and he's verified it. He said it was horrific. What the, well, I wanted I want to hear his take he's on the He's so Amazon let down by it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um yeah. My green piece. Yeah, go on, go on. Next bit. So this yeah, is from Complex, right? Mm. New study. Right, listen to this. New study fails to find any tuna DNA inside a Subway tuna sandwich. Yep. And I quote, we cannot identify the species. We do not know. I wanted to pick your brain as a, you know, a dweller of the sea. Yes. An expert of the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. What do you make of this? This was something that I've got my wall in front of me. I am speaking to people at the moment and we're genetically trying to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) What is in a tuna Subway? I mean, I would never eat it again. You know, obviously, if you think about fish fingers, this is really, I say interesting, of course it's not, but it is for me somewhat. You can buy expensive fish fingers with cod in or the cheaper versions with pollock. Uh, And there's a worse type of fish finger that's a bottom feeder called panga. So the really cheap fish fingers, you get panga fish in. And that's just, I mean, you, you, yeah, you you may as well crawl along the bottom of a seabed with your mouth (laughs) open. You don't want to be eating panga fish fingers. So you've got cod to pollock to panga. That's the common fish finger in the UK. The tuna subway has perplexed the finest brains. It can't genetically be identified. So what is in a tuna sub? 
Like we haven't met the species yet. So where are they catching them? Like it's actually unbelievable. I can't. I honestly read it and I was just like, to be honest, if you're having tuna subs from Subway, you, you might, you kind of deserve it. Because I really hell? am concerned about your health and well-being. And if you have ever eaten one, tell us how you were the next day or two. <laughs> please, I mean, me and you and I are. Please write in. Yeah, write in and tell us because we're obviously pole line tuna baguette people from prep. Oh, we know God. that is actually that is skipjack a tuna. Class tuna sandwich, but we just don't know what is this. It's certainly not tuna fish. So hopefully, over the next few days, the scientists get to the bottom of this. Do you the see tomatoes are in the, the news line. as well? By the way, do I stick tomatoes in my tuna sandwich? No, no, no. Did you see tomatoes in the news just before we got oh, to the Euro previews? Yeah, but what about? Oh, it was. It caught me out. People were saying like tomato returns. This guy spoke about the returns you can make on the tomato. Oh, crop, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. That. It was. Saw it was. That a bit of a joke actually the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was comparing but... like loads of stocks and bitcoin and yeah like, crypto and amazon like tesla a, a bit, it was like a million percent in the last 10 yeah years. he worked out the maths behind it on an exponential basis you plant a tomato crop and you know then you you kind of reseed that reseed that and you keep going exponentially as if you can sell you know millions <laughs> unlimited of amounts exactly of yeah so that caught me out i did see that in the news so um should we get on to the best should we get on to the the preview challenge the yes. euros yeah 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 absolutely this will be fun okay Round of 16. Interesting yep. call, by the way, because yep. if England make it through, I mean, you're looking at Sweden, Ukraine in the quarters, and then one of Holland, Czech Republic, Wales, and Denmark in the semi. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's, it's, a lot of people are saying it's like a semi final on Tuesday, which I don't really quite buy because we lost to Iceland, what, like five years ago? We um, did, but I, I think it's like a semi. I mean, even massive. the away game, the, huge. even the quarter final that we play away from home, which was the question mark game, a neutral venue, it's going to be Sweden or Ukraine, I think. Yeah. So and we couldn't I, ask for a better neutral venue game. One of my friends was like, oh, we're, um, I'm working till 6.30, so I, I'm going to watch it at home on, on my own. I was like, look, I'm, I'm, we're 25, right? Like my, me and my friends. I was like, you don't know the next time you're ever going to be able to watch England, Germany with your mates, right? Mm. In, a, in, a, in a big competition. True. Like in a Euros World Cup. You've got to savour it. You've got to take a half day off if you're working. Come yeah, on. I, I expect people, I wonder if anyone wants to meet up and watch it in London. That could be an Maybe. interesting occasion. I might put the feelers out. They probably don't, but... Um, right, right Italy, Italy, Austria. Austria. What we'll get is what, a point for a correct match result yeah. and a point for the right qualifier. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So it's like Sky Sports Super 6 back in the day. Oh, I don't know. I never played that. Okay. okay. Right. Um, Italy, Austria. Hang on. Wales, Denmark, isn't it? Uh, you're going from the bottom right. I'm going for the top left. Oh, I'm fine. going in chronological order. Go on. Wales, Denmark. I think that's the f- okay. Five o'clock on Saturday is Wales, Denmark. We'll go, go reverse. Like, so you no, go no. first. I'll go next. You go first. I'll go next. Okay. So you Wales, do. Right. Go on. Wales, Denmark. I'm going to go for 2 1 Wales. Okay. 2 1 Wales. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just look to to stay level with you on this game. I think I'll go for 2-1 Wales as well. I think there might be a surprise there. Although, interestingly, Denmark 1.9. They're the odds-on favourites. And they have been very good and resilient and robust. Um, I've been really... Their left-back looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He was hotly tipped, actually, by... A few people to be like one to watch, wasn't he? In the tournament, yes, he's, he's been very good. I like them. Okay, so we're both going Wales there. The Welsh. Okay, eight o'clock Saturday is Italy Austria. Okay, 
I will go for uh, a comfortable 2-0 win for the Italians. I'm going to go for the same. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a... I think if in one of my top... Well, my top bet of the round hasn't come up yet, but okay, so I'm going to go Italy-Austria there. Okay, Sunday, five o'clock. Netherlands are 1.75 favourites in the match odds versus the Czech Republic. 3-1 Holland. Um, I'm going to go... 2-0 Netherlands okay they look then, quite fluid don't they they do look good they do they do and I think a lot of the Dutch sort of soccer scouting fans have been mega excited about that draw because they're on the good side of the draw as well I'll tell you what De Boer he gets loads of stick right but I mean Frankie De Jong has been underwhelming since he's gone to Barcelona I know he had a better season this season but yeah Memphis Depay had a worse second half of the season than he did first half of the season when he was very good at Lyon this season. Yeah, yeah. Kidney Wijnaldum is was like a non-factor for Liverpool. He was like he, he played his worst season in Liverpool. Yeah, yep. yep. Delict was hot and cold. Um, you know, Daily Blinds come off like having this heart issue and become still been a professional footballer. Yep. I'm not impressed, but I'm kind of like fair play. Like they yeah, are, yeah. and he, he's given a lot of players minutes. Like yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Next game, Saturday, 8 o'clock. This is a cracker. Belgium, Portugal. Oh. Sunday, 8 o'clock. Sorry, Sunday, 8 o'clock. Portugal on penalties. Oh, right. Okay. After a 1-1. Fine, fine. So you're going for a draw in 90 minutes. Yeah. And Portugal penalties. There's got to be one, right, that goes extra time? Oh, for sure, for sure. I think this will be the game where Belgium arrive. I think they're going to take Portugal to the cleaners. So I'm going to go for 3-1 Belgium on this game. Wow. I'll tell you what, yeah. Ruben Diaz has been fucking shit, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been, to be fair. Without and so, was, so has Phil Foden, though. That's yeah. why I appreciate Pep as a coach, because I think I put this out on a tweet. This is on a slight tangent, but you know, like... Well, John you Stones know has been quite good. He has been, to be fair. But Pep, like, oh, people don't like... When Foden does the introduction on ITV, you know when he walks forward and they introduce their... You know when it says Southgate's team and yeah. get the players announcing their position... Phil Foden actually announces himself as a central midfielder. That's where he sees himself. It's a bit of a fallacy that he's a natural winger. Yes, he plays there for Pep at this stage of his career because they've got De Bruyne and such remarkable depth. But even then he rotates wide. When you're sticking him up there with Kane and the movement around him, I feel sorry for Foden. Yeah. And he had his blonde hair and everyone was calling him the next Gaza. And yeah. now every journalist in the UK dropped him like a sack of shit. And they're now proclaiming Jack Greenish to be the next Gaza. Or I'm Saka. so tired. You know, yeah, exactly. Saka. I'm so tired of knee-jerk takes like just following the ball you know Locatelli scores a couple of goals all of a sudden Zach Lowry or uh, everyone's writing articles on him like it's just oh, everything is so revisionist and mm. um, it frustrates me so that's on the side but anyway uh, so da, 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 Croatia Spain on Monday evening at five o'clock I think 2-0 Spain okay now I'm going to go for one all draw and Croatia penalties here wow okay so that's that is probably my upset of the week. Although I don't fully believe it, but I just think this Spanish team, do you know that they've not been awful, you know, but they missed they've a lot of penalties, five penalties <laughs> in a row, which if anyone can remember when that's happened, I don't remember an international or club team ever missing five in a no. row. I mean, City had three, or was it four? Yeah. It was Aguero, maybe Mares, De Bruyne. Maybe. And Gundogan? Maybe, maybe. It was and then four. did Rodri miss one? Hmm. Can someone verify whether it, it wasn't in a row, though, I think? No. But they had, like, 
four out of like seven or something that missed. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so what are you going for here? You went for, sorry. Yeah. I kind of want to say one nil Spain now. Can I yeah. revise that? Yeah, you can. One Just because I think, yeah, go on. One nil Spain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then f- my tip for the tournament, and it's not really a tip because they're favourites, but France. I think France, Fig, right? I think they are such a dangerous international team. You know, Deschamps can drag the game down and make it bitty and choppy. But with Mbappe, Benzema and Pogba, like it is inevitable when I watch them that five times in a game, there's going to be five pieces of magic and five good goal scoring yeah. opportunities. It feels like the game can bog down. Nothing can be happening but it's impossible to prevent them creating chances out of nothing because they're so talented. They're one of the most dangerous international teams I've ever seen. And if wow. they're going to get beat this tournament, I think it's going to be, it's going to be luck, you know, to win any tournament, really? you need to go to penalties, extra time. I think from here on in like that, I don't think anyone will beat them in 90 minutes. Wow. That's but anyway, we tell you what, it. that's going to be appearing next week. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wrong. So I'm going to go 2-0 to the French on on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, are Switzerland aren't very impressive, are they? I think I'll go... I think I'll follow you with a 2-0. Okay. If I, if I was going to pick one certainty to qualify, you'd probably go for a double of Italy and France, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, I think they're the yeah. two. Okay. Um... Tuesday night, last matches before we're back next week to do the next round. Okay, England, Germany, Tuesday, five o'clock at Wembley. <laughs> nil, nil in 90 minutes. <laughs> right. And then England, one nil extra time. Yeah, I'm going to go one all in 90 minutes. And I think England extra time as well. Wow. So that's very interesting. We come to that same conclusion. I, I don't just know think what... we're going to play. Uh, yeah. I said to you, didn't I? What's up? We're going to. I think we're going to play five at the back, and we're going to play either James or Saka right wing back, and then we're going to play Walker, Stones, Maguire, Shaw, and then they'll just play Phillips and Rice in the middle, and then I'll play. I think he'll play Grealish off of Sterling and Kane. Do you don't think he's going to swap Grealish for Mount? Maybe, I think Mount just possibly. walks into that team. I wonder uh, if he like, may he, go. He's not training, right, with the team. Like, yeah, but I, uh, not based. I wonder if he loves Mount so much, and people. And Lampard spoke about this last night. How tactically intelligent he is, and how he can. And he's used to playing in the five at the back, isn't it? Yeah, and I wonder if Mount slots in alongside Rice and Henderson. I mean, mm. why did he try and give Henderson forty-five minutes to get? Yeah, it's true. That what concerns me a little bit. It could be Rice, five, three, two. Henderson, and Mount. Yeah, with and Kane I, and Sterling up top. I was certain to be Reese James right wing back, but after how good Saka was, I don't know. Maybe he'll be tempted, but I think probably Reese James is like a seven. I think if if in doubt, he will go conservative. Yeah. He won't go down the Rogers or Pep route, which no. sometimes you need to take to win a tournament. I mean, Deschamps is, I think, typically quite conservative. He's very conservative, but he gets away with it because he's just got Pogba in a blue shirt, who's just frightening. He frightens the life out of me. That? What did you think of this? Um, I read a really interesting take today. Right, I was on Twitter. It was pretty good, to be fair. Um, he says, I love Pogba to death and he's, I'll give you his credentials. He's, he writes for scouting football. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you know, love- I've, got, I've got a pet peeve against all those people. Right. I love Pogba to death and think he's arguably United's best player, but quite frankly, no self-respecting club side gives any pivot player the time on the ball to play behind. 
and across their defensive line that he gets at international level. It's just a total non-starter. It's not one for one. His France performances will never translate in that position. And then he, 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 he's got a clip for the Benzema uh, mm. assist, which was mm. fantastic. I think the ball he played to Mbappe in the first half was outrageous. Mm. Uh, he says, this defensive line, height plus pressure, pairing in an app is, is an absolute meme. Premier League clubs hardly ever allow this. And when they do, with any re- uh, regularity, they get relegated. He just says, you don't get to square up a defence at a standstill like this in top-level club football. Yeah, I, I don't hate... I, I do hate that take, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I don't buy it. I think really? that if you're good enough, you create... Like, Varon could never... Varon's an example who was brought in as a regista, like a deep-line playmaker, and never was able, it feels like, to get the time on the ball or manipulate the body to kind of buy that extra half second. And, you know, last night, Renato Sanchez caught Pogba a couple of times, didn't he, in the first half? Yeah. He kind of flustered him. And there's no doubt Pogba, you know, you can get at him. And West Ham do it quite effectively. Um, So I I do get, you know, it can be more difficult to do it in the Premier League week in, week out. But I still think there's opportunities there. I, I also think there was something in Ronaldo does not press at all from the front, right? And I think of like in the Premier League. I think this is like, a team that won the World Cup against all different styles. I know, Pogba, I know, I know. They've been stopped in this team. I, yeah, I, I kind of, I see where that take comes from, though. Like the, like I just look at the way, like him squaring up to a defense and having like ten seconds on the ball. Right, it just doesn't happen in the Premier League. And look, he's fantastic. He's so good at football. He's so good. What he, I love the um, what he did to Paulinho, the little ball roll, and then he and then he got nutmeg back. I thought that was fantastic. This but, is a good. This is a good question for you, Phil. I'm interested in your answer. I don't necessarily know the answer. People say Bruno is a far better footballer than Paul Pogba. I don't think he's a better footballer. Who did, he has well, bigger impact how, on? Yeah. On see, game. I think. Where I settled on this last night, if Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes both play at their best, very best, yeah. Paul Pogba is better. Yeah. But in a Manchester United shirt, or maybe, well, I guess in a Manchester United shirt, Bruno gives me my be- gives me his best six out of ten, Pogba yeah. three out of ten. So therefore, Bruno is more valuable. Um, so it's a really tricky one, you know. If you I was a that stat about Bruno oh. Fernandes, he's played eighty-two games. Yeah, I know, months. and that yeah, really tough on him. Really tough on him. And that is that's the same as an NBA season, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely insane. The body, the, the body of work he's put in since he joined United last January. Yeah, um, no wonder he looks like, fucking shit. This time. So, you, so, if you're a sporting director and you've got a wad of money and you don't have a midfielder in place yet, or I know it's difficult, who would you buy, Pogba or Bruno? I think Pogba is riskier because he'll cost more, want more money a week, mm. and he's a royal client. Mm. I think the downside is higher. Mm. I, I, yeah, do you know but what? If you, if you, I massively if you agree like with Juventus, I know it's difficult because they're not quite the same team player in terms of positionally. But if you got even seventy percent of what he plays like for France back at Juventus, which he did do for Juventus in that kind of left centre midfield diamond. I think he'd be worth it, but it's just, I think the downside is high, isn't it? I know. I agree with you. I think I would probably trust Bruno more. I think, more yeah, I think that's there. the word, isn't it? Trust. And the output that's is, the word. is more consistent, but there's not, but, but there's things Pogba can do in the peaks, oh. I believe are higher than Bruno, but it's just that consistency. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I don't think I think Jose. This is some tangents. I think Jose is a little bit past it, but I saw a really good clip of Frank Lampard talking about the Jose Pogba situation, and it was backdated when Lampard might have been at Derby or before. And I did have a touch of sympathy, really, with Mourinho. Like he didn't really know how to get the consistent best out of Pogba because you know four or five times a game he can do things that no other midfielder in the world can do, like athletically yeah. and oh, technique-wise. It's kind of better than Gerard Lampard, all of them. But yeah, he does these these three or four moments where he might have a brain fart or a meltdown or not track a runner. And you think you just, it must be infuriating as a coach how to consistently cover his flaws. And that's why I respect Deschamps and the Juve guys, because they had enough enough around him that they've almost accepted. Okay, we can let Pogba make a few mistakes a game, but he's going to win the match for us. He's like a very expensive Lamborghini, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, You need a really you need some good insurance on that boy, bad boy yeah and you, you need do. It, it, yeah, a tyre clamp and a yeah you can't just literally sign, like, I think Manchester United signed him plugged him in and yeah. thought he would lead the new project in the new era yeah he's not quite that you just need a lot around him but if you've got it around him he's actually unstoppable because yeah. you can't keep him out of a game even if you let him creep up to the edge of the box He's going to, you know, his shot is brilliant. Like he, He's capable of doing magical things. Like, I mean, he scored in the World Cup final, didn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, he did. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's such an interesting footballer. Very mm. unique skill set and one that I wouldn't have a clue how to get the best out of. And to be honest, what Deschamps is doing, you have to kind of give credit, really. Mm. Um, sorry, last game for you before a few questions. Yes, go on. Probably, uh, it's Sweden-Ukraine. This is Tuesday, eight o'clock. I think Sweden with Kulisevsky back. Yeah, love them. Love two, one. One. I think, two, yeah, one. Love, two one. One nil for me, Sweden. I love the Swedes. Um, if there was... Very a, good counter-attacking team. Isaac Kulisevsky and... Forsberg. Uh, what's it? Forsberg. Oh, just brilliant. If, if there was a, a dark horse upset of the week, I think the only underdog we've picked is Wales. Yeah. Chances are there'll be a couple, but um, I don't think we went for any... Oh, I went for Croatia. They're yeah. massive underdogs, seven to one. So. Yeah, that is big, okay. big odds, isn't it? Right, um, we shall see how we go. Really quick one. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Five goals, one assist out of seven goals that his team has scored. Pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, Pinaldo. Um, no, can't knock it really. Just just the, the ultimate number nine. Lethal, spearhead, just any any cliche you want to put to it. You just, yeah. Should have more as well. Game. Yeah, how he's moulded his game and turned into a, this number nine. Just A lot of people credit Mourinho for that as well. Oh, what, at Madrid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that's why people that criticise Benzema frustrate me a touch because yeah, oh. historically, players that have played with Ronaldo have to sacrifice mm. and they get a big bump when he goes. So, you know, Rooney had a massive bump at United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Benzema had a massive one this year. And that's why I think for those boys at, at Juventus, especially someone we just mentioned, Kulisevsky, there is going to be a massive jump once Cristiano walks out mm. and leaves. It's, you know, you do have to, it's worth it, but you do have to sacrifice quite a bit as a forward player when you're playing with Ronaldo. You do. I mean, look, they, they, they literally played 4 5 1, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. On, on to Pets, Pets Peeves. I haven't made any jingles for any of these segments yet because uh, I've been a bit ill recently. Um, got this fucking flu that's going around that's absolutely killed me. Um, not COVID, luckily. I hate jobs worth, right? Mm. I got my vaccine two days ago and sat down after. And this guy, I wasn't crossing my legs, right? This guy that was working there as one of the helpers, mm. and, you know, respect to all the people that do. But this particular guy really annoyed me. Just kept coming up to me and me specifically and being like, don't cross your legs. And I was Why like, did he not- say that? 
I, I, it must be something to do with blood flow or something like that. I don't know. But I was just like, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not. And I'm not even thinking about crossing my legs. So mm. I don't really cross my legs often. <laughs> so can you please just leave me, leave me be for 15 <laughs> minutes before I have to leave? It was just yeah. so strange. And I just, yeah. I yeah. really hate when people do jobs that, with all due respect, like they're not particularly hard. They are very valuable. But in terms of the, the skill sets required, they're not particularly hard. When you take it ultra seriously in, in that kind of thing, in the environment where you need to be you know, nice to people, you might have people that are you know, throwing up after the vaccine or feeling dizzy or whatever. And you just, you're just kind of being very authoritarian and like, you know, taking it really serious. I just I fucking hate that, honestly. honestly I, God. I don't like it when you go to a shop and you ask for something and they say, I don't have any, you know, um, sorry, I saw, I don't have any uh, cream crackers or whatever it may be. I just made, like, okay, it's not you, it's the shop. Like they put themselves as like front of the store. Do you know what I mean? That just bugs me. I don't know why it should be a, a slight irritation, but it just annoys me when they talk like, oh, uh, like all, all high and mighty. I don't have any of that. Like, well, it's not you, is it? It's the shop. It's the, it's the brand. I don't know. Yeah, that's what annoys me. Questions? Right. Uh, we might change this segment to panda's problems not auntie panda oh anyway. sugar we've got a panda problem okay so you've got you've got an all right one here from matt b yeah dear panda i've mm. done a nutrition course mm. an actual proper decent one mm. and a personal trainer course over the lockdown period mm. fitness has always been my passion even though i've been injured for the last six years and i hate the idea of returning to the office in my regular nine to five i'm struggling a bit with actually putting it out there that this is what i want to do I wouldn't mm. call it imposter syndrome. I'm more just having the balls to make that jump and pursue mm. a new quotation mm. marks career. That's quite an interesting problem. Yeah. How, I wonder how old Matt is. Um, just the fact you're thinking this just shows me your intelligence and, and awareness. And, and also what a noble thing to do in nutrition course. I mean, the UK are going to ban. Let me find what I, I wrote. This I didn't even know this question was coming up. I didn't see this, but. Uh, I read this week, the UK are banning junk food advertising online before 9pm on TV from 2023. This is uh, an area where it's going to blow up moving forward. Uh, People are becoming more and more health conscious. I love that you've done this nutrition course. You're going to add value to so many people. People only get one body. You know, I don't think you should see any fear here. And the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to go back into your old office job. Let me promise you that office jobs and never going to leave. Like you, if you're a good employee, you communicate well, which you clearly do, that job will be there for you. Go out there uh, and take the ball by the horns and be proud of this accomplishment because I'm quite proud of you for what you've achieved here and go and give it a go, this nutrition course. Yeah. So that's, mean, all, that's all I'd say on that, really. Yeah, yeah. Go go do it. You know? It's a growing industry. I would say it's better to be, you know, I, I read a good thread today about how successful people get rich. Better to, you want to find areas where they've got massive market caps because it's far better to have 0.5% of a billion versus 10% of, you know, hundred thousand pounds, Yeah, you know, and nutrition and that world, it's a monster. You know, people, yeah. people are going to become more and more obsessed with it. Labeling food, labeling is going to be important. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to following your journey on this. Yeah. Keep us updated, Matt. Um, go for it. You only live once and the older you get, the, the bigger the risk is, isn't it? So if he's 45 though, and he loses yeah. his house, mortgage, you know, wife over this, this decision, then obviously. That's you know, a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful you're of an age where, you know, you, you've got six months of emergency savings to fall back on if you can't get any work. In but also maybe if you are that age, then don't do it all in one go. Just, uh, you know, do it on the side for a bit. Do it on the side like I yeah. did. Better yeah. than accounting. Exactly, exactly. And just phase yourself out of one. 
yeah career. as soon as you you start matching like 80 percent of your salary and you can live on it then exactly you can you can make the jump right Good questions mm, questions before we dash off uh, fi gerard would you rather have kunde's hairline for a week <laughs> oh god i've sneezed sorry <laughs> oh my god oh god do that again Bless you would you rather have Kunde's hairline for a week or eat pandas lunches for a week? That's probably for me. <laughs> what would you ask for you, that one? I'll probably have Kunde's hairline for a week. <laughs> Do you not like any of those lunches I put up? I not just, really? No, mate, honestly. The not, roast like, dinner? Like, you you said that looked like awful or something. Really you said don't. the meat was shocking quality, didn't you? The... I just there was so much wrong with all of them. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Really you, I don't think you liked any, did you? To be fair, no. I I thought the pineapple slice on the gammon was just <laughs> terrific, like a lump of cheese, but it was a pineapple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did you say that really made you laugh? You were like, I told the waiter, "Don't bring me a ring." I said, "Don't give me a ring. Give me a wedge." I love my pineapple, and I love it when Pierlo takes me and things like pineapple <laughs> on pizza. I don't. I tell, don't go, don't cut short the pineapple. Give me less meat if you have to to cut costs, but don't cut corners on the pineapple. I don't want a ring. I don't want a slice. <laughs> Give me a fucking wedge. I saw a really funny <laughs> TikTok the other day, or maybe it was on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. And mm. it was um, this American girl. She's with her Italian <laughs> boyfriend in Napoli. I saw that. I saw that. Do you see it? Do you see the yeah. one I'm talking about? Yeah. And he said, he said, what are you doing? I can't live here. If you stay. Yeah. yeah I saw that. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you ask her for pineapple, I cannot come back here. Yeah. He said, I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. He said he couldn't be seen if she asked for pineapple. on the pizza. He was like, my family, my family. Are here. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that one. Brilliant. Um, um, go on. You're next. Old man says, if you had to pick the England starting 11, what formation 11 players and why? And what approach would you take? Fullbacks overlapping, staying back. So well, we both have Pickford one thing, right? Hmm. Just, just one formation that England can play in. Well, just what would your dream England be, basically? So I think Walker, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Shaw. We both agree. Is in during these Euros or any England players? Because I think no. I would this, start... if you had to pick the England starting eleven, what would it be and why? Okay, I'd, I'd play Trent. I think. All right. Fine. I think he probably means at the Euros, but fine. Okay, fine. At the Euros, I'd play yeah. Walker. Yeah, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Shaw. Agree. Right, fine. I then think Declan Rice has to be... I know people uh, are reluctant and worry about his passing, but his role is a destroyer. Yeah. He's physical. He's very athletic. I think Rice Especially is the best... Op- yeah, he's the best option as a DM. So Declan Rice has to go on that team sheet. Okay. Then you've got to bring, There's, I said this this week, there's only two players, I believe, that are capable of setting tempos. And I, I'm going to bore people again here, but when people talk about Thiago or Modric or Xavi oh, being tempo goal. setters, Unbelievable. they speed the game up with their passing, their brain. And that encourages more movement off the ball as well because people know it can get there. They fizz the ball in through the lines. So we need somebody that can do that centrally. That's why we look slow, in my opinion. Uh, Calvin Phillips isn't the answer, although I do like him. So I think the only two that can do it are Foden or Bellingham. So I would play Bryce and Bellingham. I think Bellingham's ready. Uh, But if you wanted to go Foden centrally, you could. I don't know if you'd agree with me there, Fig, or whether... So I'd go Bryce and Bellingham as a pivot. As a pivot? Okay. Yeah, I'd be tempted. Well, maybe I can play. No, I can probably play a three. I can probably go Rice, Bellingham, and Mount. Yeah, I was probably going to say that. I can do that. I think. Yeah. Mm. Okay. 
Depends what Jordan Henderson you get, though. If it's the usual England Jordan Henderson, mm. I wouldn't even have him in the squad. But if you have the <laughs> Liverpool captain, mm, one that mm. gives you like a 7 out of 10 every game, mm, mm. he'd probably be one of the first names on the team sheet, but he's just so classic uh, product of a system player, isn't he? Mm, mm. For me, anyway. Um, but I would be tempted by Bellingham. Oh, I did like Calvin Phillips in that first game against Croatia. Like, I don't, I don't, I think he's a very good footballer, but is he as good as Bellingham? I don't personally think so. So that's why I don't to think he is. No, Rice, Bellingham, Mount okay. as a midfield three, and an up top old man. I would have to go Sterling, Kane, and Grealish. Yeah, yeah. Although Sterling on the right, um, yeah. I mean, I would want fluidity there. So Sterling, sort of, you know, driving in behind Kane, operating right versus left. Grealish kind of moving around. Mm. Um, so it'd be a four-three-three probably. Okay. Um. um I've got one here, FIT69. What are your favourite football boots over the years and also what is the best national strip past and present? Uh, um, I like some of the old Dutch kits, maybe the 2000 Dutch one. Um, because And that was just a quite a mesmeric Dutch team. They had a, they had a really good you know, 11 and a lot of quality in that squad. So look that up, Netherlands 2000s kit. And what was the, and boots, probably like the 90s, 97 Predators or something mm. along those lines. The ones with the little ridges on yeah, the yeah, laces yeah, yeah. because you felt like you could swerve the ball. As you, you felt like Steven Gerrard. Yeah, or Beckham at the time, wasn't it? He yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which pundits and commentators have you preferred during the Euro coverage? This is to you from FI Gardner. I've been really disappointed at how shit Gary Neville's been. Oh, he's he's usually horrible. like I'll ch- sometimes if I've got nothing to do on a Monday evening I'll tune in to Monday Night Football just because to watch it and the only thing I can think Panda is that he's just not as he doesn't give a fuck and he doesn't prep because mm. some of the things he said are just like you you just sit in there and you're like what and it's probably because he's got mates there and maybe he wants a coaching job for England in the future but I just I don't know I've really liked Nigel De Jong you know I don't know why. Um, mm. On being sports, is he, or is he on ITV? Uh, he's on ITV, I think. Oh, I don't. I've, I've I've fallen so out of love with pundits and TV coverage. I literally don't watch it anymore. I mm. cannot stand how cliched they are and how because they're footballers, like their opinion matters, and it does. I mean, I know people care more about what Paul Scholes says versus me. Of course, they should, but it's just I don't have to listen to it. To be fair, well, but that's the, I was saying, making this point to someone the other day. That's why more and more people do watch-alongs with their favourite content creators because suddenly they realise that the insight that they get from you or me is no different to what Roy Keane says, right? Like, sure, he's played at the very, very top, but, you know, the actual insight or the, the opinions or the takes they give, it's nothing mesmeric. Like, I mean, look, I love Patrick Vieira to death, right? I think he's the best midfielder to ever play in the Premier League. As a pundit, he doesn't. he never says anything that, Makes me think, wow, that's so insightful. It's well, like when Thierry Henry was at Sky. Like, they, yeah. paid him, they paid him eight million pounds a year or five million pounds yeah, a year. Or yeah. to do, I'm telling you what, to touch Jamie Carragher's leg. You, Tactics, Nick, Jen, I'm just trying to pull a few names from the old index community. You know, Tactics, Nick, you, uh, KB, Cole Brown, uh, Genesis, I don't know, loads of names. Jay Hall, to be fair, although I don't like his character, but, you know, he used to understand tactics inside out didn't he um play football manager to death things like that like loads of people could offer very insightful takes but i guess they're just not good personalities you know to yeah, be fair maybe. i wouldn't want jay hall on our tv coverage <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so anyway, we better move on there. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Right. Um, <laughs> Tony Graham, as two afic- aficionados of dental hygiene products, yeah. how many fillings or crowns do you have? <laughs> Are you taking the piss? Zero, mate. I've got one very small one. I think. Yeah, I've got well, nothing, mate. Very small one. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Clean as a whistle, this mouth. But they're on molars and they're like at the back. You can't really see them. I don't know. You could eat gazpacho out of this mouth. Um, the- <laughs> He's got a second one, which is who has the best or worst teeth in football? Or who has had the best and worst? I mean, Ronaldo's was quite bad. We had the breaks back in the day. Oh, um, Klopp's were terrible only a year ago before he got Yeah, Brendan Rodgers weren't very good. Uh, but they've all uh, had teeth. Ronaldinho, Modric. Yeah, who's got the best? I, I couldn't tell you to be fair. I mean, they're all they're, they're all, all good, take, aren't they? Gigi Buffon. Yeah, but like they've, they've got a nice smile. Have them done, haven't they? Yeah, of course they do. But still, I mean, you know, yeah, still. Gigi Buffon's got a nice smile. Maybe the question: if someone can, you know, reply with the best natural set of teeth in football, then I'll be happy. It'd be very hard though. They won't have worked on even if it's just whitening and that counts as cosmetic surgery. Top two supermarkets. Okay, one from you, Fig, and one from me. What supermarket? Just, I'm going to say Tesco's and I'm going to give you a reason why. Yeah. I feel like the variety, like it's a solid seven at whatever Tesco's you go to. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't what? matter if it's a local or a big store. Yeah. I think it's always yeah. at least a seven. I'm going to give away my location even more now. I've given away in the past that you may see me at Virginia Water Lake. Okay. I'm going to also tell you where you may find me shopping in Panda Memorabilia. There's a place called Brooklyn's where there's a Mercedes-Benz test track. And there is a big M&S next to a big Tesco. And that is the place to be. Tesco for your branded goods, your bulky household washing items, the extra store upstairs for all sorts of goodness. There's a coffee shop in the middle between the shops. So you go to one supermarket, you have a coffee in the middle, maybe a pan of chocolate or a sausage roll or something, load the car up, you then walk across to M&S and finish your shop in there. That's the place that you should be driving to do your shopping. So they're my two favourite supermarkets. And another thing I do for a laugh every time I do this is when a car follows me and they think I'm going into my car to drive away, they kind of, I always walk up the wrong aisle and then I quickly cut through and you see the driver just raise his arms in exasperation. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's no spaces in the car park, sometimes they follow you with the trolley because they wait for you to go, then they're going to reverse into your space. So I'll purposely mislead them or I'll load the car up and walk away and won't come back. And I just watch them get irate with frustration. I don't like, if you follow me or you trace me, you know, I don't like that. So there you go. I don't think anyone likes that. No, they put the pressure on me. Right, I think we'd better go. Uh, let's go for a couple more. Oh, okay, two more. Fi Van Gromit, top three biscuits. Uh, I, I do one. I, I, bourbons, chocolate bourbons, number one. I'll let you do number one. Like, How number is two, that? Three. One of your top three biscuits? It just is, I'm Fair. afraid. Yeah, I have 20. Oh, my word. Uh, you got one for, I'm not even going to answer any more of those. Uh, Spoon, what is Panda's favourite flavor of coffee capsule for his Nespresso machine that oh, he's banging good, on about. Good question. Yeah, yeah. It's an Espresso Virtuo machine. It's absolutely fabulous. I'll take some photos if Spoon wants the photos for it. And I'll, I'll do a selection of pods. I've got a very fancy pod distributor, which sits next to the machine, next to the Smeg Kettle and Toaster, all very high-end equipment. The favorite at the moment is probably uh, the Mexico blend. It's okay. a green Virtuo capsule. You got any more? I've got four more minutes. Oh, go on. Just, just read them out to me then quickly. Okay. Uh, F.I. Maldini. Uh, have you heard of Sports Trade and what do you think of their NASDAQ partnership? 
Yeah, I haven't heard. Oh, that's the thing I retweeted the other day. It looks like a betting exchange. Isn't it just a betting exchange? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's particularly similar to uh, football index, but it leaves a bit of a weird taste. But yeah. they're crying out for it in the US in terms of their betting. Yeah. It's very behind the times. So, so behind the times. Eventually, you're going to be able to do exchange betting on their TV sets and smart TVs. I think. Yeah. Uh, two fancy football related questions so KB Co-Brands that you mentioned will you both be playing at FPL this year I think there should be a head-to-head season yep. forfeit for the loser there, there will be there will okay. be but I think that's a great shout from KB and we will be doing that together we will compete with each other I want to compete in every walk of life tennis I want to play a basketball challenge I want to do a charity hockey match with me we're going to be we're going to do one-on-one challenges Jesus Christ frequently you have to wipe the floor with you yeah <laughs> I want to do a lacrosse challenge. I want to do video game challenge. I want to do like a yo-yo skill challenge. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm down to be fair. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Football economist. As a sport trader, have you, or will you ever dabble in DFS, which is Mm. draft fancy sports? I don't think so because I'm not quite sure the skill. I don't know if it suits 100% my methodologies. I mean, it's very statistical and algorithm based. And I, I, I am the fan feed team Euros million thing. But I think Pirlo and I think Football Index Trader, they used to be yep. Football Index Writer. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. They're both doing quite well on it, I think. But I'm not doing particularly well. I think I'm like mid-ranked or something. But it's, I, I, it's hard. I much prefer to assess team quality and pick match odds and think about, well, Spain have drawn their first couple of games, but they've been quite good in control. This is their third match in Sevilla. Look at the odds. What's their implied chance of winning versus what the odds are and calculate an edge and go from there. I'm not really a big fan of plugging in individual players and looking at statistics Mm. and building a team. So it's not 100% for me. All right. Any more? Uh, I thought this was hilarious when Bobby Axelrod said, when are you going to announce which award-winning gambler is this week's guest? Yeah, I just thought that was rude, to be honest. And he's, you know, that's that's a mute for Bobby for a week, although I did reply to him today. And I'll tell you a good question, old man. He asked about gambling, didn't he? Yes, yeah, he did, he did. Do you know what? It, I, he said, I'm really, will you teach me how to effectively bet on Betfair? Yeah. What goes into it and how to be successful on this that? This was part? a really interesting question because I follow loads of accounts in the gambling industry. And just like pundits and commentators upset me, I find these ebooks and and the general content out there really upsetting. I don't see anyone declaring their PL frequent apart from Psychoff. If I was to do it, I would it would take me weeks to probably come up with a course and content. And I would want to do it properly. And I would really want to help people build a process uh, to give themselves the best chance of winning money sports betting. I would think about it, especially to give back to people and help people after the index. But look, you know what? At this stage, it would be a lot of work. And people have always asked me over the years. I'm probably more open to it now than ever. But look, if there's any interest in it, then maybe just send me a DM and I can I can think about it moving forward. But it would take a lot of uh, effort to pull together. It wouldn't just simply, I would probably do you know a fairly large course on it to give you the best mm. chance because it's not something you can teach in an hour or two or one email no. you know there's a lot to it so it's like, it's like you know going to uni i always say it's the same i mean you know you love no 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 seriously like you know you want to do anything well in life whatever it is you do need to dedicate yourself for a little while and there is a cost and what i think what what upsets me is that if you buy an ebook or you generally try and find a shortcut to it Often there is a there's a money cost, and you know if I can save people spending a lot of money to figure out how to do it, that that would be quite rewarding, mm. you know. Rather than because obviously it cost me a lot of money and time to learn how to do it. If I could bypass that, 
and get people, you know, up to speed a lot quicker, then that could be something of interest. So Valuable. yeah, if anyone's interested out there, DM me and I'll, I'll take it from there. I've got two very quick ones. Go on. To, to, to finish it off, well, I do have a meeting now. Six o'clock meeting. Who the fuck does that? Um, Panda, from the pilot show, you're obviously a, a ladies' man. What was your go-to chap line back in the day? Uh, more dance moves, to be honest. There's more just... I mean, ch- chat-up line, but I didn't have anything cliche. No. Okay. No, no, just and then Run, thing. Fat Boy, Run. Yeah. Fan favourite. If you could move your current home into a famous building or one of the seven wonders of the world, where would it be and why? Um, I might come back to that next week. Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Probably pyramids. <laughs> Why? Um, it really caught me off guard that question. There's a place I want to go to. Let me just tell you where it is again. People can join the me. Some is that famous there. enough? Mm. Nice, nicely located. Corsand. Corsand. Okay. That's where I want to go. That's where you want to go. C A W S A N D. I'd lift it up and plop it there. All right. People uh, can look that up. We'll, we'll, we'll end on that. <laughs> we probably should cut this up into episodes. But anyway, it's been a pleasure and good luck with your meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, have a great day, everyone. If you guys did enjoy that, please do leave a review on Apple. This is a work in progress. So please do keeping, uh, keep leaving us your feedback. Um, it will help us grow the show, make it better, get more sponsors, make it so we can actually do it for longer than we think we can do it for etc etc all that good stuff and if you've got any other ideas like tony graham hit us up we're open to everything so we've already changed the name of one of the segments because of you and i'm going to do some jingles probably not for maybe not for next episode but definitely for the episode after um thank you very much everyone have a great day